I want to give Doubting Thomas a break this morning and instead talk about what Jesus says to the disciples when he shows up in that room where they think they are behind locked doors. He says to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now the gospel makes it very clear that in this scene, the disciples were afraid. The crucifix crucifixion had them fearful that they would be next. So they locked themselves into that room for safety. And yet Jesus appears in their midst in this locked room and we can imagine their surprise and concern. Probably thinking to themselves, we locked the doors, didn't we? And his words to them seem initially odd given the level of their fears. They are, all, after all, in hiding. They're not interested in the ministry of Jesus right now. They have been concerned for their physical safety. So the gospel message and spreading it right now is not their primary concern. Into their fear in this locked room, Jesus says, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. We can only understand this statement if we back out from this scene and remember Jesus dying on the cross. He is reported saying, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. So in great agony as he was dying, Jesus was forgiving his persecutors. And he forgave because of his love for humanity and his love for God. They were all of one piece, impossible to tease apart, to disconnect. It is all one connected web. We are in Jesus. Jesus is in God. God loves all. His forgiveness was not settling a personal score. His forgiveness was providing a way forward for everyone, for all of us, a way forward that keeps us squarely in God's loving embrace. So despite our feelings, despite how we struggle and separate ourselves, Jesus is saying, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Forgiveness is the cornerstone of our relationship with God. God has generously forgiven us. We know this now because of the resurrection. Yet we continue to struggle with forgiveness. It's difficult to forgive someone who has caused us great pain, who has hurt us. The feelings of love and compassion that make it easy to forgive seem impossible to find, making it feel impossible to forgive. So we can imagine Jesus in that room with the disciples who were filled with fear. Forgiveness was very likely not on the list of things that they were considering in that moment. Yet, here appears Jesus emphasizing the central role of forgiveness with very simple words. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Retaining sins, not forgiving, is to participate in ongoing brokenness. 
It is to behave as though the resurrected Christ is not standing in the room. That the resurrected Christ is not there demonstrating how near God is. Obviously to them, but to us as well. How near God has always been. He appears to them in that room as a whole man. Yes, he has wounds on his palms, but he is whole. He is not broken. So despite the cruel death that they witnessed, he has returned to them whole and unbroken. This is a way of forgiving God. This is the way of forgiveness. A God who forgives is a God who makes us whole, who keeps us whole. In the same way that Jesus forgave us, he is reminding the disciples that they too are called to forgive. And they are so called because the wholeness, the connectedness that they know in Jesus, even after his death, belongs to them too, belongs to us too. This wholeness is from and through God. And it is possible because of the love that is released and the acts of forgiveness. We all know how hard forgiveness can be. We all struggle with it. What fears we are harboring that keep us behind our locked doors. What are we refusing to forgive that is like being in a dark room with a door barred so no one else can come in? Notice that Jesus does not say to the disciples, you need to forgive out of sheer human will. No, he breathes the Holy Spirit on them. When he greets them, before he starts talking about forgiveness, he says, receive the Holy Spirit. They will have the power of the Holy Spirit with them in their forgiveness work. We too have the power of the Holy Spirit with us when we engage in our forgiveness work. What do we need to remember the Holy Spirit is with us? What do we need to remember that the Holy Spirit is with us and giving us the courage and the power to love in order to forgive? We are called to go out into the world in great vulnerability to continue to make Christ's love known to the world, to forgive with compassion, to retain nothing but the assurance that we have already been given forgiveness in the risen Christ. We have been forgiven. We are God's beloved, and we are free to love as Christ loves us.